It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining me on this Thursday edition of the show. We're going to be previewing BYU and West Coast Conference play on today's show pretty heavily. First two segments will be focused on where BYU stands in the West Coast Conference right now and where the conference kind of stands, I guess, as a whole currently as conference play is about to begin. So we'll be breaking a lot of that down for you today. We'll also catch up on everything else we haven't touched on with quick hits in the final segment of the show as well like we normally do. Thanks again for joining me. We are brought to you today by our good friends at Sling TV. We'll tell you about the offer they've got for Locked On Cougars listeners here in just a little bit. It's a blast to be talking BYU sports with you guys each and every day. So without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for January 3rd, 2019. Alright guys, BYU basketball begins conference play tonight. They're in Stockton, California to take on the Pacific Tigers. Uh, Tip-off set for 9 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 o'clock there in Stockton. Game will be televised nationally on ESPNU if you want to watch it. Uh, Those of you that may be in California, hopefully you guys are able to make it out to the game. I know guys like Sang Kim are notorious for showing up to games that are closer to their homes there in California, so hopefully BYU has a good showing like they normally do on the road. But this is a chance now for BYU to kind of reset and make a run here in West Coast Conference play. I don't think I've been um, too rose-colored glasses or too optimistic about BYU in terms of the non-conference schedule. They sit at 8-7. and seven. They've lost to three nationally ranked teams, lost to a few others that have dreams of making the NCAA tournament, and then just some head-scratching losses. Some tough losses. The overtime loss at UNLV comes to mind in particular. But BYU struggling on the road in particular, 0-5 in true road games so far this year, giving up an average of 97 points a game. Uh, Defense has been a big-time bugaboo for the Cougars, and they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, Tonight's game against Pacific, Damon Stoudemire, the former Portland Trailblazers star, is the head coach of Pacific, and they play the type of game that he played when he was a player. We're talking namely ball penetration, get to the rim. They're one of the better offensive rebounding teams if you look at the statistics We've talked about it on the podcast here. The BYU needs to get in front of guys and be able to stop dribble drive penetration, and that'll be critical in tonight's game in particular. I watched BYU and Pacific square off last year. Pacific was kind of an afterthought last year uh, as a team kind of getting their footing under Damon Stoudemire's uh, direction, but 
now he's got a team. I think he's got some very athletic guys that get into the get into the lane and they cause havoc once they kind of break that first barrier. Um, I know that the Utah Jazz Quinn Snyder talks about playing with force, and that's a lot of times you get you get on a move down the lane, and that causes the defense to collapse, and then you're able to kind of distribute the ball out to shooters on the perimeter or take it to the rim and finish. BYU's got to be able to stop that tonight. I don't know that uh, the answers are on the roster currently more than guys just having a desire to be that stopper defensively because in a lot lot of cases – playing defense in basketball is about your effort level. I'm not going to say that uh, BYU is not putting in the effort because that's accusing them of just uh, hoarding their energy. And there are times I feel like they're hoarding their energy for the offensive end, but they could do better on defense. I don't think I'm making any revelatory statements by saying that. But in a game like tonight, it's a chance for BYU to get off the schneid, get started in West Coast Conference play on a positive note. Uh, BYU women's basketball is already 2-0 to start West Coast Conference play, so they're off to a good start as well. Uh, the Cougars, as of recording of this podcast, are three-point favorites in tonight's game as, a, as the road team. Pacific enters this game with a 10-5 record. Uh, it's a game that Pacific... They come in with a gaudy record. They're one of the four uh, West Coast Conference teams with 10-plus or double-digit wins so far this season. That's actually more than teams in the Mountain West or the Pacific 12 Conference, the Pac-12. So the West Coast Conference looks very strong right now. But as Dave Rose said in media availability earlier this week, he feels like some of the non-conference schedules for some of the other teams in West Coast Com- in the West Coast Conference were maybe a little lighter. They weren't playing the top-notch opponents. A lot of teams playing, let's say, Big West opponents or Big Sky schools and stacking up their record to get to those double-digit wins with that. I can tell you that Gonzaga ranked number 7 in the country right now at 13-2 and two, is not one of those teams. They have played top-notch competition like they normally do, but Dave Rose's come is more in reference to teams like a Pacific where they sit at 10 and 5 but maybe haven't been tested as much as a let's say 8 and 7 BYU. Like I mentioned, BYU's played three top 25 caliber NCAA Sweet 16 aspiration teams so far this year. So they should go into this game having faced some stiff competition. Should be ready for what Pacific's going to throw at them. Now, can the Cougars step up and play good defense and make sure that they have every opportunity to win this game and get off to a 1-0 start in West Coast Conference play before heading to Moraga to face St. Mary's? I think it would be a good start for BYU to be 1-0. It would give them some confidence. St. Mary's is down this year. They don't have as stout of a team as they've had over the past roughly decade under Randy Bennett. So there's a chance for BYU here if you can get past Pacific grind out a win there and go to Moraga where McKeon Pavilion has just been a house of horrors for BYU you could be off to a 2-0 start coming home after a 5 game road trip and really have um, some momentum to start conference play I know currently the basketball percentages index on ESPN has BYU with a projected win-loss record this season of 18-13 and if I'm not mistaken I don't think Dave Rose has ever won less than 20 games in his tenure at BYU So I know that BYU fans, you're down about this basketball team, but there's a chance here if they can get off to a good start here in conference play that they could really kind of right the ship 
and have some positive momentum heading in to to the rest of the conference play because now it's it's all for working towards early March there in Las Vegas, the West Coast Conference Tournament, an opportunity potentially to steal an NCAA bid because at this point, BYU is not getting an at-large bid in the NCAA Tournament. The NIT is a is a question mark because the West Coast Conference looks a lot stronger top to bottom than it ever has been before. So we'll break that down here in the next segment. We're going to talk about the other teams in the West Coast Conference and where they kind of stand right now, where they stack up, and where BYU kind of slots in because the, the conference is stronger than it ever has been, at least since BYU entered the conference. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on tonight's game. I'm thinking that BYU's got a big opportunity here to win this game, but it's going to take a lot of effort on the defensive side of the ball. Can you hold Pacific, let's say, to a 70-point game rather than giving up an average of 97 road points? Shove it down on defense, put your effort in there, and trust that Yoli Childs and TJ Haas will help carry the scoring load. Hopefully a third player or a fourth player can help balance the scoring for the Cougars and they can come out of, come out of Stockton with a win and head over to Moraga, California for a showdown with St. Mary's on Saturday with some positive momentum. Be an interesting game. Catch it tonight, 9 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPNU. Of course, Gregor Bell will have the radio call for you on the BYU Sports Network as well if you want to catch it on the radio. Alright, we will step aside here we'll come back like I mentioned we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the West Coast Conference and its overall strength at this point as conference play begins we'll break that down for you next before we do that though if you are missing games let's say like West Coast Conference basketball Pac-12 play and even if you in college football you notice hey I'm not getting all the channels I preferred Sling TV might be the right option for you Sling TV's motto is it gives you the live TV you love only better they're the best way to watch college football and basketball for just $30 a month you get the ESPN networks Pac-12 networks SEC network and more Sling TV is here to give you what you want in terms of your channel lineup you pick the lineup you want and that's what you pay for there's no bundle that has 30 or 40 channels you're never going to watch you pick what you want that's what you pay there's no hidden fees you know exactly what you're paying right up front and you can cancel it at any time I want you guys to check this out. You can get a seven-day free trial with Sling TV by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Get that seven-day free trial and see if it's the right option for you. Check it out, guys. Sling TV, the best way to watch your college sports. And you can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. Thanks for joining me. One of the great things about modern technology, guys, is it makes our lives so much simpler, and it's no different with this podcast. All you got to do is tell your phone, your personal assistant on that phone, say, hey, insert name here, Siri, etc. 
Play Podcast Locked on Cougars. You can do it with your smart speakers as well. And then you'll have the podcast right there at your fingertips figuratively. Thanks again for joining me. We're talking BYU basketball. West Coast Conference play kicking off tonight. BYU at Pacific. One thing I failed to mention in the first segment I meant to touch on was an interesting note from Dave Rose earlier this week about Dalton Nixon. Of course, he's been one of those glue guys for BYU. A six foot seven forward who can guard on the perimeter and also can slot down into the front court to guard bigger guys. Uh, the quote from uh, Dave Rose earlier this week was that he was dealing with some personal issues. I, I'm not sure, of course, what the what it is, but he's been working with BYU Athletic Department and university officials. His status for tonight's game is undetermined at this point. We'll see if he's a- available to play for the Cougars because, like I said, he's one of those glue guys that really helps BYU do and be successful in multiple facets of the game. He's a good rebounder. He can shoot the three in spurts when he's on. He's he's a great player, and losing him for any length of time would negatively affect BYU's lineup, in particular their rotations, because he's a guy who's a bigger body that can guard multiple positions, and that's what BYU needs. So here's hoping whatever is uh, affecting Dalton Nixon can be resolved in short order, and he's able to rejoin this team, and I'm I'm hoping that everything shakes out well. All right, in terms of West Coast Conference play, of course, the class of the conference is and continues to be Gonzaga. They're ranked 7th in the country right now. They have a 13-2 and overall record. They're on a four-game winning streak. And Gonzaga is one of those teams that you just you tip your cap to them and you move on. Their two losses this year are a, a home loss against number 7, at that time, number 7 ranked Tennessee by 3 points and then a loss at number 12 UNC North Carolina by 13 points. Since then, BYU has beaten up on a lot of big teams. They beat number one Duke. They've beaten Arizona. They beat Texas A&M. We're talking they have played some of the blue bloods of this sport and they're becoming a blue blood themselves. So Gonzaga heavy favorites to win the West Coast Conference. Now, the other teams that have uh, double-digit records, we're talking there's five teams currently with a double-digit record, 10 wins or more on the season. The most surprising to me personally is Loyola Marymount. Of course, when the net ratings were released for the first time earlier this season, there was a lot of derision thrown at Loyola Marymount and the NCAA because the uh, because LMU was ranked number nine in the country in the first edition of the net ratings. But so far, LMU LMU, they've rolled up an impressive record. Granted, it hasn't been against the stoutest of of teams. I'm telling you, if you look at their record, okay, you say, okay, who have they played? Well, they've played UC Davis, UC Riverside, Portland State, Cal State Fullerton. Uh, They've lost at UCLA. They played... Ohio, Georgetown, and also as uh, Cal State Northridge also played UNLV. So their best team they have played on this legitimately might be Georgetown or UCLA. They lost at UCLA, who just fired their coach, but they've won at UNLV. They beat most of the Big West teams they have faced. They had a home game against Georgetown that they won. So this is a team that has feasted on Big West and Big Sky teams for the most part. 
and hats off to them. You've put up a 12 and two record, but it's a record. I think going back to what Dave Rose said earlier this week that has been built up with the schedule they have played. Uh, San Francisco, another team, a little surprising, 12 and two on the season in their own right. Uh, their their record has been built up, but they have lost one against their one ranked opponent. They have played. They played number 21 Buffalo. They lost by four. They did go to Cal and absolutely blew out the Golden Bears. Granted, Cal's not a great team this year, but they have built up a decent record. They beat uh, Stanford 74-65. to Their most recent game, they lost at UC Santa Barbara, which is one of the kind of middle-tier Big West teams. A little bit of a stunning loss there, but only by two. So I think Dave Rose is on to something here, getting back to my original point, is that Dave Rose understands that, yes, there's a five teams here with double-digit records that BYU fans are looking at and saying, well, why don't you have a record like that? Well, I think Dave Rose understands that BYU played uh, three top 25 teams, six teams, it looks like, that have legitimate NCAA tournament aspirations, and they struggled. But now, hopefully, and I think in his mind, he's hopeful that they're showing in those games and kind of the learning lessons, the the lessons they learned in those losses will pay off now in West Coast Conference play. They'll be a tougher team for these teams that they'll be facing in conference play, and they can improve. One team that I think is a legitimate um, 11-4, and they're currently fourth, if you look just overall record, in the West Coast Conference, is San Diego. They are BYU's travel partner in West Coast Conference play. And I really like what San Diego brings to the field. Isaiah Pinero is one of my favorite players in the West Coast Conference. I really feel like he is a talented player. This is a team that plays very gritty in a very tough style. They gave BYU all they could handle last year. I remember that game in San Diego, man. It was a, it was a rough one. And San Diego has given uh, teams fits this year. They blew out Weber State, who did beat BYU on their home court, 83-66 to to start the year. They have beaten Colorado. Uh, they be, they lost to Ole Miss on the road. They have beaten Long Beach State. They did beat San Diego State, who beat BYU. They beat Cal State Northridge. They lost at Oregon. They beat Washington State in their most recent two games. They lost to Drake in a high-scoring game and then ground out a win over Grand Canyon. They're going to open play against Santa Clara tonight. So they're in Northern California along with BYU because, like I said, they're the travel partner for the Cougars. But in my opinion, if you were to ask me, okay, which of the five teams in the West Coast Conference that currently have double-digit win records, how would you power rank them? Well, here's how I would do it. Of course, it would be Gonzaga 1. Number 2, I'd have San Diego. 3 would be Pacific. 4 would be Loyola Marymount. And then 5 would be San Francisco. Now, I'm not trying to denigrate the West Coast Conference because I do think it's a it's a stouter league, it's a tougher league than it has been since BYU joined it. And BYU is going to be in for a dogfight. Like I mentioned, the ESPN Basketball Percentages Index, Predictor Index, has BYU with just 18 wins on the season, uh, 13 losses. That means they're projecting currently, if you look at BYU's record, a 10-6 and conference record. Would that get BYU to second in the West Coast Conference? Uh, maybe, if every, all these other teams are beating up on each other, but I wouldn't bet on it. So BYU is going to have their work cut out for them. They've got a big game tonight against 
uh, Pacific. I, I mentioned in the first segment, it'd be a big deal for BYU to go and just get a win here. Of course, they'll be facing the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, a freshman, Ajari Sani. He had 23 points in their U- win over UC Irvine in overtime in Pacific's most recent game. I don't think I can stress enough how important it is for BYU to get off to a solid start here in West Coast Conference play. Will they do it? I don't know because let's let's reiterate the fact that BYU has struggled on the road this year. You can't ignore the glaring issue of five true road games, an 0-5 record, and giving up an average of 97 points. That won't get it done. This was the BYU issue that they had a couple years ago before they brought in Heath Schroyer, who slowed down the offense, made it a more defensive-oriented team, and I think BYU was better in that system. I know the players uh, were chomping at the bit to get away from that system. They didn't like it. But I think if you were to give them some truth serum and say, hey, which system do you think is going to produce better results based on what you've seen this year, two years ago, and also the year with Heath Schroyer in between? Which which system do you think is going to pro- provide better results? And I think begrudgingly, they would admit that what Heath Schroyer brought to BYU was a positive thing. I felt like, yeah, it was a slower tempo for BYU and their scoring wasn't up and guys weren't jacking up threes going down the court all the time like BYU had done in the past and players weren't happy with it and they were all jacked about this new system this year. But 97 points on average in all five of your road losses this year? Slow it down, play some defense, and grind out some wins. I know that Steve Cleveland, the former BYU coach, talks all the time about when he was at BYU. He's on with David James and Patrick Kinahan, as well as multiple other radio shows here in the Wasatch Front, that market here in Salt Lake City. He talked about all, he talks about it all the time. My teams, we focused on defense. I wanted guys to get locked down on the defensive end, and then we'd go from there. Can BYU get back to that? We can only hope because an average of 97 points in road games does not bode well for BYU, opening up particularly tonight against uh, an athletic Pacific team and then St. Mary's team that Randy Bennett, they're just a machine. They know exactly what they're going to run. You know what they're going to run, and they only just run it better than you, and they're going to score points. It'd be big if BYU was able to lock down on defense and pick up two wins to start conference play. I think it would do wonders for their their morale as a team and I think it would help BYU fans buy in a little bit more to this team granted I think a lot of people have already kind of written them off all right there you go some of my thoughts on the West Coast Conference going to be a tougher league this year overall for BYU but we will have it covered for you top to bottom here on Locked on Cougars each game will break it down for you get you updates and get your reaction as well so it should be a lot of fun I'm excited to see if BYU is able to correct some of the issues they have had in non-conference play or if it's going to be a season that the bottom falls out and BYU ends up, let's say, middle of the pack in the West Coast Conference. It'll be worth track, and that's for sure. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back, wrap up the show with quick hits, all the news we haven't touched on quite yet, get you a, a schedule of when other teams in the BYU athletic department are in action as well. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
You are locked on Cougars. And as we wrap up today's edition of the podcast, thank you guys once again for joining me. Please share the podcast with your family and friends who are BYU fans. Let them know this is a daily podcast that gives them all the relevant BYU news they can handle each and every day. Thank you guys for your continued support. Please continue to subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind as well. BYU women's basketball is going to be in action tonight. They continue on with West Coast Conference play. They're currently 10-3 overall. 2-0 in WCC play. They're hosting Pepperdine, who is 7-5 overall, 1-1 in conference tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain Time at the Marriott Center. The game will be televised on BYU TV if you're not able to make it out to the Marriott Center to watch the game, but you also can get tickets at BYUtickets.com. They'll also remain at home when they host Loyola Marymount on Saturday. We'll talk a little bit more about that on tomorrow's show. Um, also, I wanted to note a football note for you, of course, because we can't get away from football too much. I know you guys are football crazed fans that listen to this podcast by and large and some great news for BYU football. Zach Wilson of course BYU star quarterback he was selected by the Touchdown Club of Columbus as one of eight quarterbacks named to the list of 2019 players to watch. He was joined by another in-state player in Jordan Love, of course Utah State starting quarterback. But this is a a prestigious honor for the former Corner Canyon Charger. Of course he was 18 of 18 for 317 yards and four touchdowns in that famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I think it actually caused a lot of people to sit up and take note of what Zach Wilson is doing. Multiple national broad uh, podcasts, national college football podcasts that I listened to uh, brought it up. Just a truly impressive performance. And now it's cool to see him on this list. Of course, the uh, TD. TCC, the Touchdown Club of Columbus, they actually give out several national awards to recognize outstanding athletes, including the Sammy Baugh Trophy, which is awarded annually to the nation's top collegiate passer. So they're taking, they're, they've taken note of what Zach Wilson can do as a quarterback and as a true freshman to be on this list. If you look at the list of overall players that are on here, let me name some of them. You'll recognize some of these names. Justin Herbert, Sam Ellinger, Derek King, Kellen Mond, Brady White. Those are just the quarterbacks. We're talking some of the top quarterbacks in the country. Um, wide receivers include Jerry Judy from Alabama, LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado, uh, James Proach uh, from SMU, who's a guy who's a little bit under the radar, but I've been very impressed with what he's been able to do. And this, this list overall, David Woodward, Utah State linebackers on this list as well. Running backs include J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, Eno Benjamin from Arizona State, Travis Etienne, who might have been the best running back in the country for Clemson this past year, Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota, Jameer Jefferson from Oregon State, Ronnie Rivers from Fresno State. Plain and simple, this is a prestigious list for Zach Wilson to be on, and it's a well-earned honor. And hopefully he's able to live up to the hype and continue to make people kind of sit up straight when they hear about BYU and what he's doing on the field. I feel like that performance against Western Michigan is a preview of what could be for BYU if they can start producing at a very high level. I understand that Western Michigan is a different level of opponent than, let's say, a Utah, a USC, a Tennessee, or a Washington, who BYU faces in the first four games of next season 
But I think Zach Wilson has got something for BYU fans to be very excited about because the Cougars have a quarterback in place that looks like he's set to really uh, help BYU become a team that will back, get back, I guess the easiest way is to say, get back to what they were. That 4-9 record was tough. I know I advocated heavily for Kalani Satake to get that extension yesterday, and I still think he should. But having a quarterback in place that looks like he can be the guy is big time for the Cougars. All right, that is today's show. Thanks again for joining me. We will be back tomorrow recapping whatever happens in the Pacific game tonight for BYU basketball. And, of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. Uh, Just a programming note for you. Next week we're going to start breaking down position groups for BYU football as well as individual recruits who have signed with the Cougars as well. Do some deep dives on what these players could be bringing to the Cougars as well as breaking down the position groups that they'll be joining and their potential to maybe contribute as freshmen or if they'll be redshirt candidates etc so should be a lot of fun always love doing this podcast it's a blast to bring it to you each and every day and thanks for your continued support we've been brought to you today by our good friends at sling tv check them out a seven day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on all right until tomorrow hope you guys have a great day whenever you hear this and we will talk to you tomorrow on the latest on the next edition of locked on cougars this has been locked on cougars for January 3rd, 2019. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.